0: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's Athea here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today, we're talking about a doozy of a topic, um, feeling unwanted. And this thing's just been coming up a lot lately. Like, you know, my Facebook Live, somebody was asking about it. Coaching calls, somebody was asking about it. Looking at the notes from some of my other coaches' calls, someone was asking about it looking at an experience or two I've had lately. I've been dealing with it. I'm going to share about that a little bit later. And, you know, even a couple of conversations I've been having with some friends, they're dealing with it too. So I'm, I'm just seeing it pop up too much to not, you know, comment on it a little bit and even just share, you know, some of the stuff I'm working on in this season real time to deal with feelings of unwantedness. So we're going to jump into all of that uh, really quick. Guys, yesterday I interviewed Dr. Robert Glover. Okay, this is one of the world's Best known psychologist in the arena of men's health. He is absolutely fantastic. He has written a best selling book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And um, the interview released yesterday, it's off to a really good start from what we can tell. And uh, you know, what's crazy is that um, he said, because you know, his book came out like 20 years ago, right? So again, like if he was, uh, I don't know, a Jordan Peterson or someone who's burst onto the scene a bit more recently, it, it, it kind of hits you differently, right? But then when somebody's sort of, you know, they're not on your radar anymore because you're like, yeah, Dr. Glover, yeah, we've heard his messages and his book's amazing and whatever. And then he said in the interview, he's like, the royalty checks keep getting better uh, and bigger every single year. And what he was basically saying is like, more people buy this book every single year. And and so he his message continues to spread. He continues to have an impact. And I I really think you guys would benefit from the interview. Now, a couple of things I'll just say about uh, about this interview really quick. Number one, um, this guy was a pastor, and so he knows the the Word of God. Um, he knows the the tenets of Christianity, and I I don't believe he is currently an active Christian, which is interesting because it reflects in some of his interpretation of Scripture and whatever else. Um, but it's not really the basis of his um, his talk. It's just we got into some interesting subjects when we interviewed. Um, but the no more Mr. Nice Guy thing, I think any guy who struggled with porn has probably struggled with uh, some varying degree of nice guy syndrome. And so what he breaks down and the way he breaks it down and the solutions he gives to get out, man, unbelievable. So go and check out that interview with Dr. Glover. Uh, Today, guys, we're talking about what to do when you feel unwanted. So let me uh, let me provide a personal uh, experience with this. My wife and I were in Jamaica for the month of January, and it was about five weeks in Jamaica with her family, but there was a week in the middle where I went to Texas, and I had a, a business trip. Uh, I ran an event there that was uh, a blast. I had a lot of fun uh, meeting some more clients and, uh, and then reconnecting with some old ones and some old friends, uh, and then I did a retreat. I had a retreat, part of the mastermind that I pay into, and so they do a couple of retreats every year. And so anyway, I had a very good time. But basically, the three weeks leading up to the retreat, my wife and I were at odds with each other. We, we just could not get along. Disconnection on all kinds of different degrees. And, and one really bad blow up, uh, one really bad fight. Um, and otherwise, just day-to-day, like just getting agitated with each other and whatever. And we've never had this before. So, you know, we were talking about, you know, getting a therapist and um, you know, we we needed something. It was it was not good. So, um we we had a date night right before I left for Texas and I was thinking perfect a chance to reconnect and you know, just it's been a rough couple of weeks. Hopefully, we could at least have a nice night together and then at least just end on a, a semi decent note before I go away for 5 days and travel and um and i i the the date the date was okay it 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 actually went pretty decent and then it went not so decent and it really didn't help at all and so you know she drops me off at the airport and we hug and we kiss goodbye and in my heart i'm just thinking man this is, this sucks. You know, this, this is really tough. And I had this thought, I don't, I don't think it happened in the airport. I think it actually happened um, earlier leading up to the trip. But I had this thought in the back of my head, which was, I hope I don't have an affair. And that thought really scared me. I've, I've never had that thought before. I've never had that concern, but my brain was parsing something together here. Like you guys are, are disconnected and now you're going to be distanced and Cynthia, you're going to be alone. You're in a hotel room. Um, I had a roommate for most of it, but the first, I think, two nights, I was alone. And you know, it was just like some alarm bells kind of going off, like ding, 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 uh, warning, warning. Um, and it, it wasn't like I, I've never actually, I've never actually had a fear of an affair or anything like that. Um, but it was just, it, it, it was one of those thoughts that you you couldn't help but take notice of. And so I, um, you know, I was processing it, and obviously I, I know what I need to do. I need to talk to somebody, and so so I talked to a few different people about it and um, and whatever. And when I start to dig into it a little bit more, I was thinking, why would my why would I go there? Like, where did that come from? Was that the enemy just trying to plant a seed, um, or or was there something else that that was going on? And I I start to dig in a little bit and i realized that the the disconnect with my wife over longer periods of time left me feeling unwanted and the affair option if it were i mean it's not really an option as far as i'm concerned but the 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 thought the theory of it is that is that if somebody else presented interest in me and gave me a sense of feeling wanted it could be tempting and and so again, I just discovered this layer within me of unwantedness that I've kind of been, you know, processing and working through a little bit. And it's been very interesting to see the same subject coming up in a bunch of, like I said, clients, peers, and colleagues. And so I want to talk about it a little bit today. Now, this term has become super popular because of Jay Stringer's book, Unwanted. And it is a kind of a, a double entendre. He uses the word unwanted. To describe the behaviors that we are often trying to eliminate from our lives. They are unwanted sexual behaviors. That's kind of his language. But if you deep uh, dig a little bit deeper into sort of his methodology and his observation of the clients he's worked with, you start to notice that actually um, the whole feeling of unwantedness is often core to many men in particular and many people's Sexual misbehavior, and and it's probably true of women as well. I just don't speak on behalf of women because I haven't really researched that side of it. But it would be safe to say that it's probably in the mix. So maybe you're listening to today's episode and you're like, "Yes, Athea, I've definitely dealt with uh, uh, feeling unwanted. I think that absolutely could be at uh, the root of some of my struggles." And certainly, it's just something that I've worked through. Maybe you've had the fear of an affair before. You know, I've shared that with a couple friends, and they've also acknowledged they had that fear, which I I didn't know that was a thing. And um, and what I want to say to you is, if you're in that place struggling, you're not alone. And I think it's it's important for you to know that uh, the enemy definitely wages war on marriage, and so I think the enemy plays a role. But I think we also often have some deep wounding, some deep pains, or some deep unmet needs that need to find better ways to get met. Um, and so for me, I still recall as a, as a little boy, uh, the way I felt the most wanted was academic performance because that's when I got attention, right? And and it's interesting because we equate attention from another person with wantedness, right? Like assuming that it's not like obviously negative attention. But if it's positive attention, we assume that, that, that it, it, it makes us desirable and it must mean that people have some degree of desire for us. The desire is not necessarily sexual or romantic. It's just a, a desire of a value for. And, and, um, and I think what what we're observing in our clients and what, um, what a lot of uh, my own processing has been is I need to find good ways, healthy ways to feel wanted that are also biblical, scriptural. And one of the best, one of the most useful messages for me that a lot of Christians are rejecting, but I, I see supreme value is God wanting us. Now I want to be really clear. God does not need us. And I don't I don't have any place in my theology for God needing us. God is all sufficient. So there's there's no way He needs us. But the idea of God wanting me is actually pretty interesting. And I've been really diving into this, um, and you think, well, what does what does it mean to feel wanted? It means to feel valued, appreciated, to 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 be seen, right, and to be known. In many ways, it boils down to a lot of our core needs for intimacy in the first place. But I think the the unique element of wantedness for me is really the value, the value as a person and to think that god has a value for me as a person that he doesn't just love me out of obligation that he doesn't um he doesn't just want me because you know he's some systematic machine robotic god who you know just wants all of the people that he makes or all of his children there there's there's a a personhood behind this there's there's an actual person who is the creator of, of everything, the beginning and the end, the almighty God who wants us and sees value in me. He sees value in you. He wants me and he wants you. And I've been really leaning into this truth lately. The other thing that I would love to just offer you, as you can tell, this is not an advisory expert episode. This is sort of a verbal processing you know, me just sharing, and and maybe we can figure this thing out together, you know? I think the other thing when you're feeling unwanted is actually, and it sounds so stupid, but it's finding places where you're wanted. Oh, man, that sounds so ridiculous. But it's like, look, if, if you if you have a failing marriage, you're in a job where nobody sees your worth, nobody appreciates what you do, and you're not involved in your local community. So people don't wave at you when they walk by you down the street Uh, When you show up to church, nobody knows who you are. Um, Well, you have positioned yourself to be incredibly unwanted, and you might need to play some sort of role in being wanted. It might mean that you plug into a small group at your church. Maybe you need to invest in the repair of your marriage. Um, You know, maybe if your job is sucking the life out of you, you need to find a job where you're valued a bit more. these are things that go a long way, that 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 all meaningfully affirm our God-given value. And I think we need to go to him first, but these other elements play a vital role as well. God, God has designed our lives so that we do have relationships and careers. And so we need to make sure that we manage these things appropriately and in a way that actually fosters his work in our life and ultimately allows us to feel wanted. And so there's some practical things we can do there as well. Um, and those are things that are helpful for me also, you know, the reality is in my situation, I mean, the marriage was in a bad place and, um, and so I had to learn to cope with the marriage in a bad place, but also like part of the obvious solution there for Sathia is, Dude, go fix your marriage, clean things up. And I'm happy to report my wife and I are doing much better. Thank you guys. Uh, we, we don't have um or we, we have an appointment booked with the therapist, uh, which we're gonna do anyway. Uh, you know, it, it kind of feels like okay, the the dust is blown, but um has the dust is blown over? that's that's not a thing at all i don't i think I mixed up a couple of phrasings there but um but anyways it's uh you know the the point is it kind of just feels like you know it, it's in the past but uh can't it can't hurt to go do a little bit of therapy together and, and get a bit of help that way so uh but on the whole we're, we're doing much better and uh and I thought you guys might want to know that <laughs> maybe you don't but you got to know it anyway so hey uh thanks again for listening guys we so appreciate you i am so grateful eternally for our listeners and uh for you guys who are out there doing the work doing the stuff pursuing recovery, just know that you got a number one fan here cheering you on, believing in you, and hoping that today puts a little bit more gas in your tank until you make a full recovery. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery.